You ain't from around, you ain't from around, you ain't from around these parts Never been around, never been around, never been around these parts They gon' hunt you down, they gon' hunt you down if you come around these parts So you should stay away, you should run away, don't you come around these parts again Yeah. Funny what a little melanin do they don't love us and they don't pretend to Boy, it ain't no fried chicken on the menu They tell me we should love them, how we begin to? After all my grandpa, my grandma been through They told me black don't crack and looking at it like that If I was clinging on to youth, I'd probably hate your skin too Now where you from, nigga? You ain't from around, you ain't from around You ain't from around these parts Never been around, never been around, never been around these parts They gon' hunt you down, they gon' hunt you down if you come around these parts So you should stay away, you should run away, don't you come around these parts again How's it going everyone? You're listening to Cool for Thought and I'm Reeb Khan. In this episode, Reem and I had the pleasure to sit down with Scream Geronimo, a local artist and a friend of the show. The opportunity to record with Geronimo fascinated us for a few reasons that I'm sure regular listeners of the pod will pick up on pretty quickly. The clip you just heard is some of his original work, and there will be some more sprinkled in throughout the episode, as well as a full track at the end called Night Ride. I hope you guys enjoy it. changing I had to do within the life I was already living mm-hmm. in order for her to come in and it still worked mm-hmm. and that was the most important thing to me mm-hmm. like I could be comfortable and not look a different way or sound a different way or change up my routine mm-hmm. um, and I really appreciated that mm-hmm. um, you know I've I felt that before but um, I guess for, for reasons I don't know I guess it's who you are mm-hmm. while it's while it's happening while you receive this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It just um, it's a it's a crazy thing because it wasn't anything I was looking for. I wasn't even looking for a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. So like Arif said, you know, I was swiping, I was swiping, and then you know, um, we linked up, we hit it off. A um, lot of chemistry, which was super important. Um, just like I don't know, like I really appreciate um, your ability to. I don't know, just that, that flow of meaning between you and another person. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not forced. I don't know, I felt like I knew her for a mm-hmm. long time. Like, mm-hmm. it just made sense. She was the, like, a jigsaw piece that just fit. I hate how corny that sounds. But it but, but it, it, it was. actually makes sense, it, it though, was. right? Because, yeah. like, like what you said, like, when you guys got together or whatever, it wasn't like you had to alter your way of life. Right, how right. You, how you spoke, like, the things like that. Yeah. Like, those are really meaningful things. So, yeah, so what I was going to ask you is, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I would joke about, um, but was kind of serious about, you know, is like, you know, I really would judge someone by their music taste, and it's like, oh, if you don't like, if, if you really like this person or this artist and I don't like them, like, I don't think we can get along, like, you know, yeah. but for you, um, you know, when you are connecting with someone, you know, they're like, if it, even if it's just friends, like, or if it's your wife, like, 
is that something important to you like the kind of music and how you connect on that level because i do think that it does speak some kind of volume yeah i think it i think it i think it does as well mm-hmm. um and i think her music tastes is better than mine so i like that about it too definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know like i think uh i don't know like the music you listen to says a lot about you mm-hmm. i mean the, the music reflects an artist's life their their environment um, what their message is, their beliefs, mm-hmm. their style, the vibe, yeah. Like, yeah, the vibe. The vibe is so important. And um, I don't know. I really appreciated that about her. She she put me on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. She put me on a lot of anime, too. Like, oh, I love anime now. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Like, it's uh, the concepts in these in these these different shows, they're, they're powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, how long have you guys been married? Um, It'll be a year in September. Oh. Yeah, so not long still young yeah and like i got married and then i started a, a new job mm. that like a week after mm. so that was um that was interesting it's it, it, a lot of changes at once mm. you know we moved in to dc mm-hmm. um i'm from woodbridge mm-hmm. the, the the transportation is different the vibe is different <laughs> speaking yes. of the vibe um i don't know it's uh it's I think it's cool to like I don't think you should like just go and, and topple all your blocks over and like create something different for the sake of doing that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's cool to see how you can um like change your life for the better mm-hmm. and it be on purpose and mm-hmm. you walk around and you don't recognize your surroundings. They're all different but it's it's for the better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's cool to do it with somebody whose, you know, vision lines up with yours. With yours. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So, you, okay, so you're married, you're in a relationship. How important is it that your significant other, like, kind of emphasizes the things that are important to you? It's absolutely important. Yeah. I think if, if you don't have that, then I, I think um, the person you're with will feel like this is taking away from your time with them or yeah. your focus on them. If yeah. they're not, if they're not collaborating with you to make this happen, then um, I don't know if it really works. Yeah, and also like someone who reminds you of that, right? Yeah, like, they know yeah. they know what you want mm. so so well, and they know your vision, but they keep you in check, right? Because yeah. there are so many times that you know I get frustrated, I get too comfortable, or I just give up. Like you know, I get frustrated with work a lot, um, and then sometimes I'm like, man, I whatever. Like I'm just stuck. Like I just I don't even know how to get out of this. But you know that person is like no you're better than this and you like you have this vision and you have all of this you know capacity like you need to get to that right Absolutely. um and also just them kind of like you said having a very similar vision to that so you can kind of at some point bring it together right like who knows what that is but you definitely need that someone to not only keep your your visions and your interests and whatever in mind but to like circle back to it and remind you of who you are too but so then what you know we were talking about this earlier that people you know talk about marriage as being something that's like scary and they're not ready for it and it's you know so then what like what makes you feel ready for that like can you ever even be sure that you're ready unless until you're in it i think you can't i think you can't be sure of what's out there and whether it might be a better fit for you but I think that you might get lost mm-hmm. in focusing on what's out there. And you can never appreciate 
what you have in front of you if you're if you're looking out there mm -hmm. and I think um, for me it came to a point where I was like all right this makes so much sense to me and I know it might not be perfect you mm -hmm. know what I mean it's gonna take a lot of work it's probably gonna you know make my blood boil at times but <laughs> this is so good that I don't need anything else out there I'm, I'm willing to bet on this mm -hmm. I'm see how it goes. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Which, like, as a man, yeah, <clears throat> that's probably hard yeah. to admit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think a lot of it comes from fear. At least I'll speak for myself, right? Because, you know, just having the conversation about, like, okay, the future and, like, taking things from another level, it's like, oh, my God, that's so scary. Because yeah. me, just as, you know, by nature, I always am, like, very critical like I'm like okay and I'm a very calculated person so I, I think of like every possible thing that could go wrong like I think of the yeah, risks yeah. right yeah oh my god yeah so switching your brain to like and this is something that I've been telling myself recently to consciously do is like literally turning off like the risks and just only thinking about the positives and this is something that you know and you know we can kind of Think about this in terms of other things too not just relationships or marriage or whatever but you know taking on new things in your life right like we were talking about you know your your bigger vision in life right we always think about what could possibly go wrong so what if you only think about what could possibly go right mm. so without because everything has pros and cons right yeah. we can't deny that everything has pros and cons so and you were saying earlier, it's like about the perspective of how you look at something, right? Like looking at a room and it could yeah. be... Whatever, I actually right? think, yeah, I actually think like, so John, you asked me earlier, like how I've been able, because I told you this year has been just revolutionary in my mind in terms of like actual relaxation and compartmentalizing and kind of just finding, not a safe space, kind of finding my own bubble or my own mm -hmm. space where I can be me and, you know, have my own me time or whatever you want to call it, like... That's definitely one perspective shift that I've had this year. Just because I'm, I'm like that, Reem, you know, I'm like that too, right? I see a thing and I'm just like, there are 50 things that are wrong with this right here, right? Mm -hmm. And I think just taking that step back and thinking, okay, like this microphone, like there are five things that I don't like about it, but also like think about all the usefulness it has. Like, right. like just really simple, like in a very simple manner, just taking a step back and looking at life or the things that happen to you every day and just saying, okay, maybe this is actually a good thing or how is this a good, a good thing or how can I turn this into a good thing? Mm -hmm. I think that's been just completely revolutionary in my mind in terms of like actually being a more positive person. Yeah. And that transitions into just me performing better in all aspects of my life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um that's a that's a difficult thing for a lot of people to, to, to grasp. Mm -hmm. Right. Um and I Sorry to cut you off. Like, I've been at the complete opposite, too, where I, yeah. it was just completely impossible for me to think so of the good positive. things mm -hmm. and yeah. think positively, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So now, being able to take a step back on, like, at least personally, the last few years of my life where I've had, like, extreme highs and extreme lows and obviously a lot of shit in between and being able to understand where I was and where I am and where I want to be, like, that is so much more helpful than just sitting in a place of being critical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get to talking about your music as well. So, does positive thinking, or, or I guess, um, eliminating like the fears or the negatives, like, I mean, does that play into, like, how you even 
began doing this or mm. or c- how you see yourself continuing to do it because it's hard it's really hard being out here like just yeah. right like producing any kind of like creative yeah. visual content whatever it is right and there are a lot of risks attached to it right and I think a, a lot of things that hold people back yeah are exactly that right yeah. because for me like personally I think at my core, I'm a I'm a visual artist, right? Like right. that's just my thing, and I'm like, oh, I really, I just, what if I could just be an artist full time? Like, why do I say what if, right? Yeah, why do we say what if? So, I I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but um, I don't I don't know how it, I have to think about how it ties into how I got started, yeah. um, because it happened at such a, a an immature age I wasn't really thinking about much except for how fun it is to do this mm-hmm. and how how liberating this feels um, and that in itself is positive yeah right? like yeah that's, yeah if that's I mean, just we, the way we, you think about it we don't know that the world is a you know a terrible place until people tell us that right. it is and we see evidence of it sure but okay. yeah so there there for me to create there there has to be this 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 absence of worry maybe not a complete absence of worry but I have to be less worried and, and more sure of myself and, and my ability to um, express myself and I have to believe that there's a value in what I'm saying mm-hmm. and it, it's harder to do when when I'm hypercritical when I'm 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 trying to think about all of this logically right. how to make it make sense um, and it, it's a lot easier when I'm when I'm and that's why that's why I'm glad that we started with that um, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if you're recording, but I'm glad that we started with that because that's something that I've been dealing with um, a lot lately. It's 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 leaving that nine to five within that nine to five time frame, coming home and and understanding that there isn't something super productive that I need to be doing. It's hard when you when you want to do great things and you want to create this this monumental structure because you dwarf yourself in comparison and. You don't know your well. This is me anyway. I don't know I'm doing it to myself when I do it. Mm-hmm. But if um if I make this this dream so massive and dwarf myself in comparison, then somewhere in myself I must believe that I'm not I'm not qualified, mm-hmm. you know, to bring this into the world. Mm-hmm. That I'm not capable just yet. So for me, it's a lot of visualization. Like it's a lot of visualization. Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself where I'm going, what my destination is, in order for me to have any semblance of, you know, sense of direction. Yeah. And, um, yeah. For me, it's um, it's just a like, like even as you say it, like um, you say it's difficult, and I have to believe that it's not. Mm-hmm. You say especially now, but I believe that now is the best time. Like it's the greatest time to be a creative. Mm-hmm. And. I might be wrong, but I believe it. I believe it. And when I say difficult, it's because other people make it difficult, right? What do you mean? So, and I'll speak for myself again, but, um, you know, in terms of going into visual arts, right, that was always something, like, that was, like, my dream, right? Like, as a child, like, I could spend hours and hours just drawing and painting and doing all these things, and it's, like oh, like, you know, your family can be so proud of you and the the work that you produce, but then when you say, like, I want to do this, like, oh, like, that's that's not lucrative. Like, Mm, you will not, like, you will not live if you you make this your thing, right? So 
then people make it difficult in your mind and then you start believing it, right? Yeah. So that's what I mean because it's it's really all about, again, it's all about perspective and, and what you internalize too because yeah. these things, um, they can be ingrained in you very, very early on. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's interesting how the, like the child psychology works too and, and that kind of follows us, right? Um, but yeah, in terms of it being liberating, in terms of it being, you know, all these great things like that's something inherent right that you believe and it's it just takes other people to make you think otherwise yeah right yeah and i have i have so much sympathy for those who don't have those voices around them telling them Mm -hmm. to keep going reminding them of how valuable this thing that you're doing is right um and you don't need competition when you have this voice inside of yourself telling you not to do it that it's useless nobody's gonna listen to this podcast nobody's gonna check out your mixtape mm-hmm. um do something that's more realistic mm-hmm. i love this conversation i think one of the best verses i wrote speaks about this um and that's some i'll send that to you guys actually it's not done but um but it talks about that like they 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 they, they teach you math they teach you english they 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 teach you what a safety net is or what mm-hmm. what their idea of success is mm-hmm. and it's like you're 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 hardwired to do something completely different and you go through life me anyway um trying to figure out why the fuck is not working like Mm -hmm. why am i not functioning properly you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and um man like i like to believe that that's going to be much less of an issue for the next generation Mm -hmm. but i don't know at least for my kids it will be yeah i think that's like that's i want to to become an example um of that idea that you can ride off of the energy of your, your creativity. Yeah. I think that's what I'm doing with. So how do you see that kind of playing into your current creative space in terms of, so let's say you are in a good creative space, and yeah. like hypothetically over the last month, two months, whatever. Yeah. How do you keep that energy going? Is it just Man. blocking out the negativity and just saying, okay, yeah, like I'm doing this, I'm on a roll, like, let me keep the momentum going? Or is it one of those things where, like, you're actually actively being influenced by the negativity or by, like, a lot of the shit that's happening in your life? <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, the, it takes a lot of silencing of those voices trying to say, hey, this is important, focus on this, um, the rent to do next month, how are you going to make it? it? You really got to silence that. And um, I, I used to have, like, like a lot of lucid dreams and you can stop me if I if I brought this up before because I don't remember a lot of what I said last time but um I used to dream that I was flying and then sometimes I would wonder how I'm flying because I wanted to know how it worked and as soon as I would start wondering how I'm flying I would fall and I really feel like in terms of like being on that like that spree of just recording like like night after night for a solid three four weeks it's when I start worrying about when I'll hit my next writer's block, that I hit my next writer's block. Yeah. So I need yeah. to. It's 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 it takes a lot of trust in in yourself, um, trusting that you have an unlimited supply of this because you do. It's just a matter of opening up that that filter that you have inside of you because we like to squeeze ourselves into this little you know tube of perfectionism, but you really gotta open it. For me, it's I really have to remind myself that it's not me snatching inspiration from out there. It's just allowing myself to, to say whatever I want and trust that I have the, the understanding of rhyme structure and, and how the beat should sound. Trust myself to just spill out. Trust myself to, you know, 
spill out whatever comes out of me and know that it'll be, you know, something of quality, of substance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out, but when, I think when, when I'm in that kind of mind space, that mindset, I, I can't do wrong. When you're in that kind of mind space and you are recording every night for, you know, let's say a week at a time, do you go back and listen to everything that you produce or... And if you do, do you ever listen to something and say, wow, this is like really shitty? <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. In terms of, and I say that to, to get into the next thing, in terms of like, if that happens, then what do yeah. you do after that? Oh man, it could go, it could go either way. Sometimes that'll happen and I'll, and I'll understand that I was just really excited to, to put something out. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll listen back and I'll be like, like, how could I be so excited about this and it be so shitty and hard to listen to <laughs> next week? Um, I can't produce anything good. Mm-hmm. Those negative thoughts start to spill in, and mm-hmm. I have no chance of, of keeping that momentum going after that, and it stops for a while. Mm-hmm. Or I listen to it, and then I just I have to put it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I come back at a point where I can understand what elements work focus on those strip everything else out and yeah. it becomes a different track entirely yeah mm-hmm. um i think when i have this understanding that no track is a bad track it just hasn't you know hasn't reached that point yet mm-hmm. then then i'm on the right track then i'm on the right track yeah because any you could gut any track even if it's down to like the kicks and the, and the hi-hats and the, and, the, and the drum pattern or just a just like a, a random riff it could it could be the start of a completely different track, and it has been for a lot of the songs. Some yeah. of my best songs actually came from like a, a bit of another beat. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's an understanding that you can't you can't do wrong. There yeah. aren't any accidents. You did this so that this could happen. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing. I think everybody's got a different approach to it. Mm. I, uh, I heard an Aziz Ansari uh, interview recently. Uh, I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast. And he's talking about how he used to be friends with Kanye. So, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows Kanye's like ridiculous, like yeah. his entire production method of craziness and stuff. But so he was talking about how uh, when Watch the Throne came out and when uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out, yeah. um, basically, like, he was hearing these tracks for like six months, nine months before the albums actually dropped, right? How do you go about kind of saying, okay, like I'm going to produce this song now and then pair it up with a song that's going to, that I'm going to produce in like two months from now. Like I'm really interested in that creative process because it's not just Kanye and other artists. Like I heard it on the recent Wale album too, because the album came out and like right after that or like right before that he had his, he had his kid but like in certain tracks he's talking about like I got a baby on the way but yeah. then in certain tracks he's also like my daughter yeah, <laughs> right? yeah 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 so like how do you kind of how do you kind of go about that like if you're trying to put out a project you know yeah. is it like one of those things where you want to be like future and crank everything out in 72 hours and then put out a project oh, or are you kind of more of like yeah I want to compile a bunch of different thoughts yeah for me I think I have to have like a large a large body of work and then I need to chisel it down you know, make it more refined, more concise, and then drop it. In terms of, I don't know, because I'll be in a completely different headspace in January than I'm in in, in February. Um, and then again in October, later on in the year when I drop a project. So it's like, that's that's something I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, I think that's the, 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 the truthful answer. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like we, we talk about time and how it seems to be going a lot faster. 
Um, you're seeing artists drop a, a mixtape and album with with no no promotion ahead of time, no marketing. They just drop it. Yeah. Whether it's Beyonce or Future dropping a, a mixtape after another mixtape. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we could we could get away with a lot more. I think it means less for me because people aren't checking for me. Mm-hmm. So I can I can do a lot more of that experimentation and and, and figuring out what works for me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm looking at it as. Um, this is kind of just like my lab for now, and I could see what works and, and what resonates, um, what doesn't hit. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if albums are going to die in hip-hop. Mm. I'm trying to figure what out if mean? albums are going to die. And I don't know, because I think, I think it starts at a local level, and then it, and then it, and then it reaches the top. Versus what? I'm talking about... Like albums, artists, are, like artists, albums are newspapers? <laughs> artists are dropping three-track albums yeah mm. because we want to we're, we're trying to make music and present it with with the the, the listener in mind and their attention span mm. we're putting me anyway i'm putting all this time and energy into a song that might not see the light of day because you only have time to listen to the first couple of songs yeah mm-hmm. if any of them yeah so yeah. so putting 17 on an album yeah. or 18 might not really right like yeah. resonate with people versus yeah. like three really good exactly so I'm, that's why I want to I want to I don't want to just have my ideas about what it is before I actually go out and and try these things out mm-hmm. and see the proof mm-hmm. so I'm treating the next couple of years as just kind of like this playground where I, I see what works mm-hmm. but I'm thinking if I'm treating every single song every single release like it's an event anyway if I'm working to build up anticipation and, and kind of get it buzzing behind the scenes so when it comes out, mm-hmm. it, it has some sort of impact. Then like why, as a single. Yeah. Basically. Why mm-hmm. am I then dropping an album? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why? I could do the same thing for an album. Mm-hmm. Or I could just drop a song. I don't know. Like, the, it takes so much preparation. Like, you could, you could drop some bangers. Yeah. Like, some, some bangers. Like, a whole track list, a whole fleet of bangers just... Put them all on this track, I mean, on this album. But... Then they're diluted. Right. So, like, if the volume's cranked all the way to the top, after after after, after a while, after a while I hear that all the time. I, I, feel like yeah. that, I feel like that a lot with certain artists. So, like, the Me last too. over the last week, I've been listening to the Playboy Cardi album, like, completely mm-hmm. shamelessly. So, so, who is Playboy Cardi? Because I keep hearing about him. I have no idea who he is. Who does he sound like? He's, like, a much... Okay, so, mentally, he's, like, Yachty but he can actually flow he's kind of like so like the entire album he probably says like a total of three complete sentences but you want to listen to it yeah it has like a mixtape feel so that was actually kind of like where i was gonna go is that or my next question to you is kind of like when i know you're still like trying to think it out you know, yeah trying yeah, to yeah. feel out in the lab and stuff but like so the, the playboy cardi album there are a couple like straight bangers like fire um and then the rest of the album is still good and it all has a similar sound like I said it sounds like a mixtape yeah but like a lot of the lesser songs like I can think of a, a couple like right now like there's a track called number nine that's fire but like you don't really see it through something like Magnolia or like woke up like this which right. are like the two top two tracks on the album yeah you know what I mean are the tracks in competition with each other mm, it depends see for me for me yes and no because it's one of those projects where because it sounds like a mixtape you can listen to the whole thing from a to z and it sounds like a coherent project and you can also listen to it on shuffle and it sounds like a coherent Mm. project 
but then again that's valuable yeah it is very valuable and that's actually why it's had so much replay value for me because I can just turn it on shuffle like if I'm driving to work right, and it's right, just right. it's just going the volume's up or whatever but then again yeah like I do feel like it's diluting some of the better songs and in the grand scheme of things to somebody who's probably not thinking about it as much as I am like they're probably forgetting about like some really great tracks right and him as an artist is probably having a little less value because they think okay I'm gonna turn this Playboy Cardi album on because I want to hear Magnolia mm-hmm. rather than like I want to hear Flex which is like probably a, a part of it has like a very different style than the rest of the album mm-hmm. right and it's still a great track mm-hmm. I don't know that's so interesting yeah sometimes I feel like you know artists put out these albums and some tracks really feel like they're fillers right yeah of course and then yeah. if it's a filler then you don't really need it on there like yeah yeah like you said i think it's kind of like putting out an album for the sake of putting out yeah. an album and you know from the i guess user perspective like i don't have the attention span like i don't actually remember the last time i listened to like an album straight through and liked everything or even had the attention span to listen right like yeah. you your your brain has an incredible capacity to pick up something that it really fucks with yeah. right and maybe that's like two or three or four things and then it just like completely filters out the rest right so, whether it's good or not right and it may be good but it's just like it, it doesn't click yeah. right and and I think that's that's how a lot of people think and that's why there are songs that are hits and songs that aren't right yeah. so if you just keep all the the tracks that are hits and mm. just don't put something out to be a filler like i don't know i mean so future like he's been putting out a lot a lot of music right yeah. out recently but and and i think a lot of his tracks are hits right like i mean everyone now like fucks with future right but at the same time, it's like, do we really know all the tracks that are on all of his like recent albums? That's my thing. Unless no. you're an audiophile who's actually going through the albums and like saying, right. I'm going to exactly. listen to everything on Hendrix, and then I'm going to listen to everything on right. like Future. You just yeah. don't have the attention span. Right. Like, you don't have the capacity. Yeah. And I think, like, it's great. I mean, these artists are putting in work. They're putting in hours. Yeah. But at the same time, like, they can do so much less and get the same values back. Yeah, and, exactly. And there, are, and there are artists who are in the same lane, like Young Thug, who are doing the complete opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, Slime Season 3 was, what, like, seven tracks, six tracks? Mm-hmm. And they were all fire, right? Yeah. Right. And, like, he's kind of, he's kind of the complete opposite. Like, he still <laughs> wants to put out a lot of music, but he's, I mean, I don't know, I, have, I can't say I've listened to all of his projects, right. but yeah. at least the recent ones... Like, you can tell that he's whittling it down to the tracks that he knows people are going to want to I think he's to. leveling up. I yeah. think he's leveling up. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Yoke like at first. I hated him. But now <laughs> I, I have to A lot of people to did. Right, and now yeah. you listen to a project like Jeffrey, and it's like, wait, there's actually a lot of different sounds here. He's playing with a lot of different tunes. Yeah. Like it's, and he's talented. Right. Like, His and voice I think, is an instrument. Right, right. and I think people is. didn't realize that at first and i know we've talked about young thug before but like on the podcast too right (laughs) and people just really kind of like ruled him out as like this weird like out there dude right because he was like wearing nail polish and like all this stuff so people were just like nah like i don't mess with that and it didn't help that he was in the whole like the Lil wayne beef and all that right right he kind of rubbed people the wrong way when he came out Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's too early for anyone to pick sides and go with him yeah but I don't know. I think he's um I think he's on his way up. 
I think he's on his way up. I don't know. I always wondered about about why artists do that. Like they, these artists make claims that they have like forty songs that they picked from to make this album, mm-hmm. and only twelve made it. If that's the case, then why are we still getting filler tracks? Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're like just we just need some variants. So some of these are just not going to be hits, and the other ones yeah. are. I don't know what they're thinking. And yet. I think this also speaks to like I mean, it's definitely consumer driven, but like personally, like my favorite artist of all time is Jay Z. Right, I mean, for for many reasons, even outside of music, sure, but like, as a diehard Jay Z stan, like, none of his albums are complete from front to from beginning to end in terms of in terms of not having any fillers. Every single album of his has fillers, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's just his style because he's not writing or whatever. Right, he's just putting it out. Yeah, but also like it's kind of one of those things. Whereas like when he was doing that on Reasonable Doubt twenty years ago. If that album came out right now, people really wouldn't mess with it as much, right? No. Not just because of how it sounds, but because of like the fillers and because of like what he's talking about and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like now it's so consumer driven that yeah, we are at a place where we're like, okay, I'm gonna front like I had like fifty songs to choose from. Right. And I'm right. giving you a dozen. It just sounds nice to say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I think because we work so hard to, to push all this stuff out. We need to make sure that we're not dropping our stock by dropping two mixtapes in a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think you you'll be able to appreciate these two bangers if I separate them a little bit. Yeah. If you get this one and then have time to consume this one, if you if you right. if there's a hunger there, I'm I'm feeding you and now you're full and I'm I'm wanting you to eat the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's just me, someone who who doesn't have any any buzz. I, I, I want to bring you in, but I'm still trying to figure out a way to build that anticipation. So maybe that's why the Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember when we used to laugh and tell jokes? Now all we do is move, pack, sell, coke. Do we think before we act? Hell no. And if they think it's just an act, we let them know. We get vocal about the wrong things. Tears well up from the feelings that our songs bring We don't like to make our feelings known often And we don't know what's going on with our offsprings It's either dealers or the fiends And there seems to be no in-between Manipulated by multimedia dreams Subconsciously and merrily we paddle down the stream What does it mean to be average? As I pop another CD in, quickly careening over the median. It's been a while since they heard a message from me to them. I pray that people recognize me when we meet again. He said, I know why you gaze at the stars and pray it all has a meaning. And it shows why you're breaking apart. This cage is all that you see, yeah. Rise to the occasion. Prophecies awaiting you Yeah Yeah We were kings and we were queens But it seems we forgot To the land of the free All my people were brought Said my dreams don't matter They took the key to the lock Said I'm a crab in a barrel Just trying to reach for the top Should a thug wave a barrel Toward the G's of the cops When the judge dropped the gavel What's it mean for the block? Two hammers, different meanings Both seem to make a pop Both leading to the question Will we ever stop? I don't know, you have a mask on?
but that's like one of those things where I, I, even as a consumer, I hate that it's so consumer money driven because he needs to put Mask Off and Draco on that album or else it doesn't go platinum. He needs to put, I mean, what were the singles off Hendrix? Like, I like the non-singles off Hendrix, so yeah. I couldn't even name you the singles off Hendrix, right? Those, right? Yeah. Like, was but, Rent Do on that? Rent Do was on Future. Rent Do was on, okay, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. See, the two were, like, so close together, I don't so know it's, what's it's right. It's too right. confusing. Yeah. yeah, so, like, I don't know. I, I think um, I think in the future, it's it's we're going to listen to our own playlists more than we listen to albums for mm-hmm. the sake of, for the reason, like, the reason being, I mean, we don't listen to the whole album. Mm-hmm. Like, are artists going to, like, have different collaborative albums that aren't really albums are, are they playlists mm-hmm. was Drake on to something with the more life thing except that really wasn't a playlist that was just an album that he didn't want to don't get me started it. on that that was garbage <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that, that entire right. explanation is garbage I didn't, I didn't like the by the way he had such a massive rollout for that and views that didn't live up to the hype and right uh, yes oh my god yeah. <laughs> I think you can I can't it's, a, it's a playlist for life no, no. <laughs> it's a, people are gonna know what I'm talking about it's a, it's a playlist <laughs> See, yeah. And yeah, so maybe, so maybe you're right. Maybe he did have that like lightning rod, lightning rod thought of like, no, I want to create a playlist for like a person's summer or a person's season or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That has like this compilation of different sounds and shit, mm-hmm. yeah. which is great. But also like you got to remember like that's still also just one artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like that's what I mean. Like yeah. different artists, like a whole like roster of artists. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think this is gonna bring the DJ back. Like yeah. how DJs drop mixtapes, and right. it's like all of what you actually want to hear, and then they filler right. tracks. I don't know. Like the DJ Khaled album. Like I'm yeah. still listening to Major Key yeah. from last year. Like that's yeah. still in rotation because it's a great album, and I you think, get and variety. Like was he always that good at like just like putting <laughs> artists together? Because I'm like, yo, this works. Like he's got yeah. like Megan Trainer on a track with like Wiz Khalifa, and you're like listening to it, and like exactly. it's banging. Right. <laughs> exactly. And he knows he's like the only one that's able to do that right. at this point, right? right? And. He's riding off of that. I think, well, I, I won't compare the two artists. I'll compare the two projects. I think um, Coloring Book and, and Major Key did similar things. They brought you mm-hmm. a bunch of collaborations that wouldn't have made sense on paper mm-hmm. until you heard the tracks. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like the Young Thug, uh, Lil Yachty, yeah. the Mixtape <laughs> track. I'm like, why is... All right. And then like... Um, <laughs> Nah, I can't even think of any of the other tracks, but it's like, you, you, it's going to be, I don't want it to be this way because I'm more of like, all right, I want to see you guys kill each other, but it, I think it's going to move closer and closer to a more collaborative thing and, and further away from albums, but that's just my, that's just my, my theory. Yeah. That um, sound cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to happen. <laughs> it might. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, my question to you as a person who does have a nine to five, but also like actively, you know, is engaged in cr- creating, right? Yeah. Creating music, being a creative, like how, how do you do that? Like, do you have to make an active effort and tell yourself, I'm going to commit to producing X amount of tracks every day, every week? like? Yeah. What is that like? Because I, I mean, I struggle with that. So it's difficult. It's so difficult. And like, I'm if you're not if you're not inspired, it's it's I don't know. It's almost worse to try and create anything mm. because it, if you're not inspired and you don't create something good, it's kind of it's gonna kind of you know just lower that creative energy that you already don't have inside of you. Mm. So I'm I'm kind of loose with it. 
I, I set the, <laughs> set the standards really low mm -hmm. so that when I finally do come to the desk and try to create something, it's like it's pouring out of me. You over deliver. Yeah, yeah. I, I set the bar really low so I can just leap over it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. So like I was, what got me out of a funk that I was recently in mm -hmm. was I just took one of the sketchbooks that my wife had and um, I made it my own because I said this is mine now. And like so, like I created a timeline. I created a timeline for for. I created just like a calendar for the month yeah. and then a timeline for the year. And I was like, all right. These are the things that I want to do. Um, I want to do this amount of events this year. Um, I'm trying to think, again, it's a lot of visualization too. Like, what am I going to perform while I'm up there? Mm. And I'm, this is coming from a position where I don't really have a lot of like, I don't have a lot of stuff that would be hype enough to perform. Um, songs that would capture an audience. So I'm like, all right, now I'm understanding that there's a need for me to have this. What kind of energy do I want to have while I'm up there? Mm -hmm. So I want to like just have that energy now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm on a stage right now. Mm -hmm. What am I? What am I feeling like? What do I want people to be feeling like? Yeah. And then I can kind of like put put some kind of sounds like put put a sound together. Um, think about what I'm saying up there, and and usually like if I can get myself to do that, then all right, now I'm making the track. Now I'm writing. So it's kind of like. When an athlete is practicing, you gotta like practice with the mentality of yeah. like, what am I going to do on game day? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because I don't know if I, if I start in the room, like if I if I create something in my bedroom, it, it it's not it's not it's not a very inspiring space. Mm. Like the walls are all white. Um, all I see outside is just a building. I don't have a solid understanding of what I'm doing this for. But if I convince myself that I'm up there, I'm doing my fucking thing, then it. For, for, for one reason or another it doesn't fulfill us 100% so that's why for me it's like I need to do that thing that fulfills me because I'm not getting it the rest of these yeah, like yeah. nine hours yeah. right so it doesn't matter how good it is it just matters you know how much it helps me uh, cope and how liberating that space and is. how liberating that space yeah. is exactly and that's that's the thing that I think that's the reminder right like that's what you've got to keep in mind right like if you um you know, are, are feeling hard on yourself, it doesn't matter because you have to remember that it's a liberating experience in itself. It's a liberating experience. Yeah. I respect that because um, I know to to make it anywhere, it takes consistency, mm -hmm. but I'm so inconsistent mm -hmm. and I worry that if I, if I set myself to this standard and I don't deliver, it's because I'm so inconsistent. Mm 
Mm. And then I'll feel like, damn, I should have known that I couldn't deliver on this. Mm. I couldn't do this every day or every Wednesday. I think, yeah, I think that's what I get blown about. It's because mm. I, I know, I, I think I know how much this means to me. And I think I know that this is my, my escape. This is my relief. Mm. But I'll have days where I'm like super stoked. I'm ready to do this. Like, this is my thing. No one can tell me shit about this. Mm. But it's difficult for me to consistently go back to it. Right. But I think, I mean, and the other, I think the flip side of that, right, is that if you aren't being so-called consistent, then maybe you're, you know, you're putting something together that is really great and that will give you higher utility at that moment, right? Or if you look back on it, right? Because... I might not look back on everything that I create and be like, oh, that's great, right? But if you, like, if you are not consistent, but you produce when it's really the right time, and I think it's different for, like, a visual artist versus, you know, like, a musical artist, right? Because it really, like, a lot of things have to come together. A lot of things have to align. Um, so I think there's there's two sides of it. Um, you can look at it from a consistency perspective or from, you know, like a, a real, raw, creative perspective. Uh, okay, so you were mentioning a timeline that you created. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you about that timeline? Yeah, sure. So was it just for this year? Yeah, it was for this, it was for this year. It was, um, from, uh, it was from April of this year to April of next year. Okay. Yeah. And so you mentioned there's a certain amount of shows that you want to do. Yeah. What's yeah. That? So I want to like, so I want to give myself permission to like just like scrap it and and make a new one whenever I feel like it. Okay. Um, and I think I could do that because no one's really leaning on me. Um, you know, I have people in place holding me accountable to mm-hmm. what I say my goals are. But you know, if I'm feeling something different, I can I can scrap it and, and put a new one in place as long as it's um you know just as ambitious as the first one or more so um i want to do i want to do an open mic every month um at the end of the year somewhere in the fall i want to put my own event together um with with some of the artists that i that i grew up with and like i really want to just coordinate the whole event and i want it to be a vibe and i want it to be um something that 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 gives the audience the guests more than it takes from them um so i'm playing with that in my head but that's something that I absolutely want to happen before the year is over yeah um I'm on that timeline I'm looking at at the songs that I want to release and when I want to release them why do I want to release them at 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 those points um the planning that it'll take uh for each release um build some anticipation up who do I want to be involved Cause um I really like I said before I really want to treat each and every one of those like like an event mm-hmm. like a production mm-hmm. um I don't want actual like movie trailers to, yeah. to come before but like there needs to be some sort of a trailer um mm-hmm. I don't I don't want it to be a thing where it's like all right click the link in my bio maybe and then it be the end of that yeah I want to have a clear understanding for me and whoever else is involved of how we how we use this drop as leverage for the next one mm-hmm. and and how this progresses naturally sure. in a way that makes sense so i don't want to i don't want to tell the future mm-hmm. um 
there's a lot of stuff that I can't think or, or yeah, I can't think to predict or factor into the equation. But I wanna, I wanna have an understanding of where I want this to go. And I think I have a better chance of ending up somewhere pleasant um, if I do that. Yeah. And um, for whatever reason, this is just what works for me, this timeline. I think it makes it make sense. It makes it real in my head. Yeah. Even if it's not real just yet out yeah. there. I mean, I think that's that's a pretty like pretty productive way of putting it, right? Because I mean, for most of our lives so far, like a lot of our lives have been focused on like a school schedule or something like yeah. that, right? Like everything's yeah. kind of compartmentalized into seasons right. in certain aspects, right? So this is kind of like this is like Geronimo season, like yeah, an entire year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's that was the biggest thing for me. It's it's difficult to to for me to be productive if I don't have someone saying, "Hey, this needs to happen by this point. That needs to happen by that point." And also explain to me why this needs to happen. Um, so, with an absence of that person, I just figured out I had to do that by myself. And that's a very you know, it's something that I wish I would realize a long time ago because it's mm-hmm. not a complicated concept. But yeah. um, I think one day I snapped out of it. I think I yeah I went to um I went to a show with my friend he was performing and I like hopped on stage with him and, and uh, rapped a verse on a song that I featured on out of like down by JMU and I was like why am I not doing this like yeah. why am I why am I on not doing this basis. on a regular basis yeah. absolutely like why am I not a fixture in the scene yeah. um, why is it that people don't expect to see me and then wonder why I'm not there yeah when I'm not around. Um, when I get to a point where my absence is presence, then I'll be satisfied. So I really want to work to yeah. like be consistent in a way that's sustainable. Um, I want each step to make sense. I want there to be progress. But like, I guess then my next question is, then where is your what is your big vision, right? So like all this timeline, this this thing that you made, like what is that supposed to get you to? Like where do you want to be as a person and as an artist? Mm. Do I have to answer that now? No. <laughs> you don't have to. I'll give you, I'll give you guys an answer. Uh, a temporary. At a later, at a later date. Next April. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Next April, yeah, when you see how it pans out. But I think that's why the, the open mic specifically is important. I want right. to establish a sense of community because I don't have that. And I think the, yeah. the, the only way I've been able to, to make friends, really, is, has been through music. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it just makes sense for me to be out there in these open mic um, you know, poetry circles, whatever, and then also do my um, my events, whether it's a, a, a local artist showcase or mm-hmm. something that I'm putting together. Um, mm-hmm. I really want to understand what this community is, but um, I think it's going to be a lot bigger than that. But for right now, that's I want mm-hmm. that's what I want mm-hmm. um, for the for the you know for my short term my short term goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to be. I want to to be recognized. Um, not like me, my face, my name, but like I want. I want my impact to be felt. Mm-hmm. In this community. In yeah. The DC community. Ultimately, like I, I want. I want. Um, I want kids to understand um, the importance of creativity. I want them to understand that they have a voice and that they can impact their environment just as it impacts them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to like I have a book that I want to like give to my little brother and like my kids in the future all these things that I wish I learned you know from 
from the from the father figures that I didn't have growing up, and I want to give that to them, but I want to give it to to the to the next the next kids coming up who don't have those voices, um, in a way that they need to receive it because they're not paying attention in school and they're not they're not fucking they can't focus you know what I mean right. yeah. so that's that's what I want like the in the grand scheme of things that's that's what this is all for. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to teach myself that, like, I can, I can, I can give back, you know, to, to the younger kids and work on this at the same time. But I know that my impact will be greater, you know, if, if, I, if, I, if I focus on this, if I put my time and energy into this and build it up so that you can see it from miles away. Yeah. So I guess in the end, that's what I want it to be. Um, I want people to become the best versions of themselves, but that's kind of like weird to say, because I'm like I'm not starting a religion, right? But that's that's what I want, and by by teaching them these these concepts, these principles, I feel like I feel like I can change the lives of a lot of kids who aren't looking in books, who aren't paying attention in school, yeah. who don't have you know positive influences in their life, so. That's what this is. That's what this is all for. Yeah, yeah. Still. And I'm understanding that I can't. I can't reach everybody. Um, I think that to. I can't. I can't reach everybody, but I can. I can. Impact those you reach. So I'm like, the my my the best chance I have of of deeply impacting, um, those who I will I guess inevitably reach is to. Not not try to picture them where they are, but think about where I've been because I know that the the I guess the the universal principles the the, the internal struggles and, and conflicts that I've gone through and that I go through now are not exclusive to myself, and I know that we details aside we all go through the same things. So if I try not to be something else, if I try not to be like the cool dad who's like. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm hip too. Like I know the words to the song. Just like let me, let me, let me spill out what I actually am because I know a lot of people are this too, and and they react to this in a similar way. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's easier to relate to people when that authenticity is 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 apparent, and um, when I'm speaking as somebody who's actually been in that, as opposed to like trying to say, yeah, I was in your position. Come listen to me. I know the way. I know the meaning of life. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that. It's it's um. Hey, look, I don't have the most compelling story to tell, but um, I think this might resonate with you. Um, all good. It does. All right, bet. Look, it's crazy right now, but I've been through it. I'm gonna tell you where I was, where I am now, and where it's headed. And um, I don't know. I'm still I'm still figuring it out. I'm still trying to figure out who exactly I'm speaking to. Um, I know a lot of these people don't look like me, um, don't listen to the same music I do or, you know, don't have the same pastimes as I do. So it's, I give a lot of thought to how to deliver this message, um, what I should sound like in order to be, you know, received. But, um, I don't know, that's, that's, that's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a, that's a, a math puzzle that lies beneath the song. That I'm still trying to figure out, but I think that the the easiest way to relate to to my audience is just to like figure out who I am, and um, 
just say whatever it is honestly that that is in my head yeah Speak and be authentic yeah yourself. yeah yeah because i think that inauthenticity um you can smell it from a mile away yeah so let me not do that um yeah man that's a, that's a that's a thought that i get lost in automatically because yeah. we're we're you know we're puzzle solving machines and that's a that's a tough one yeah, man. I can just, I can only be as me as I can be. Because right. I know that there are millions of other me's out there. Like, there's an army of John and Geronimo out there. Right. And they're going to fuck with it and they're going to take over the world. Right. Big thanks again to Scream Geronimo for sitting down with the podcast. You guys definitely want to go check him out on social media. He's on Twitter at GeronimoGTFU. He's often pretty hilarious on Instagram at Scream Geronimo. And you definitely want to go check out his SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash ScreamGeronimo. He's got some really great tracks up there, and he's always dropping little gems, so be on the lookout for that. As for us, we've got some major announcements coming soon. If you're in the D.C. area, we've got some things cooking that you guys really do not want to miss. As always, thank you guys so much for the love and support. We're going to close out this episode with Night Ride by ScreamGeronimo. And remember, stay hungry. There's the only beat Speakers booming, windows open Moving through the fog like I'm endo smoking I used to hit the bar like a Gitmo captive Till I broke the habit on some Lincoln Park As at a link with a pool full of liquors Where I kicked it with different folks You know different strokes That's how it is when the life you live is difficult It's like this shit's a cult Getting liquid with the bros the road trying to mingle with the hoes. I ain't even want to smash. I was bored trying to pass time. She wishing I would be committed, but I know as soon as she get attached, I'm a dash like the last time. She keeps saying she love me. She's so blinded, but we being a couple, I don't mind it. I wasn't really looking for a co-pilot, but now I'm thinking that she's the one that I'm going to ride with. Knows when I'm talking about back then, 
they didn't want me Left me lonely, I was thick bony They avoided the boy like a bad aroma Which is funny cause I never had a sit on me It's not my type, but the women told me They friends on me, friends only That was then, homie But nowadays I'm in the position I can friends on them, homie And ain't shit changed, I'm the same old nigga Broke so I know them hoes ain't gold diggers They nines and tens will be denying men Who probably went into themselves while we see roll with them But it ain't no secret, I'm not no mason And I'm not gonna chase them, homie, I don't need them But for some strange reason, that's why they stay around contemplating whether I'm gon' keep them I just want my freedom I admit it, I have some issues I won't commit to being close to a woman Out of loneliness when your emotions dip Learn to control them quick If you wanna give somebody your soul to fix Wrong lifeline, baby girl, phone a friend Because I've been there, done that And I have no intention to going down that road again I give a fuck Now don't you get tired of riding Sipping till we wine high